0: Ramon Foster show brought to you by the get-go cafe and market where they're open for business 24 7 serving hot fresh food moan what's going on is that, nah, is that Mets is that what that
1: is New York Mets it's the New York Mets. Daryl Strawberry man I'll get the legends no matter what you think of him he's a legend
0: man that's Daryl Strawberry was a pretty slender dude, and they're making
1: Daryl Strawberry <laughs> shirts in offensive lineman size. Yeah, they are. And I, I need a new one because this one's got like a rip in it, man. I, I, I like baseball jerseys when it starts to get warm outside. It's super comfortable to me. In this show, we're going to talk about football, and we're going to talk about
0: this football team in Pittsburgh and the state of it. And If that sounds excessively vague, so be it. Because I don't get the sense, Moan, on the outside, and that includes us, yeah. That there is an appreciation for how good this team could be, and even within the AFC North, is it written in stone that the Bengals are going to win the division again? <laughs> well,
1: depending on who's asking, it seems that way, man. Yeah, um, I, I don't, I don't get that you you know what and and this is this is a a good point to just kind of bring out a little bit like when you're on top the the way the competition is set up in the NFL you got to play some of the top talent so if you but win your in division in the
0: AFC North it's not you, there's who stays on top in the no, AFC North no, all it, the Bengals did here Moan is they made it into the club yep they did that's that's it they that is put, the, that's they made it into the club and now there's three teams in yep. the club out of four as opposed to two.
1: Yep. And, and you can say they put people on notice because they got a quarterback. They went and spent a whole lot of money in free agency. You know who else we've seen do that? Cleveland. They did it year after year and we've seen Cleveland get hot, maybe beat us. I don't know if they swept us in recent history when it comes down when I was playing, I'll say that as far as the sweeping of it, I don't know if that's been the case. I know Cincinnati has here and there, but then it's the it's the Cleveland consistency. Cleveland has not, no. It's the consistency of actually doing it. You know, when you mention the AFC North, you still think about Baltimore and you still think about Pittsburgh. No, well, I'll say when you think about the AFC North, you think about Pittsburgh and you think about Baltimore. I'm not going to put them first no matter what. Um, but, but as far as the North goes, I just think the competition's got a little bit stiffer. I just think the attention to detail week to week is going to be a little bit higher and you're damn near in a playoff situation almost every week. Because I'll say this, looking at the AFC North, you can say to yourself, it's three legitimate teams and maybe four, depending on what the Sean and Cleveland Brown do. Okay, Lamar is in a situation in Baltimore right now where you just traded away Hollywood Brown. You'll get some young guys. And I'll say this, too, that defense is always going to be good because that's just the Baltimore way of doing things. But as far as being able to catch up and try to transform their offense, and I'll say this to us, I got a real good friend of mine who's a, a Baltimore Ravens fan. He does not think that team is going anywhere until they get rid of Greg Roman. And I think it was backed up by what Hollywood Brown said in his interview to Lamar Jackson when he went to the Arizona Cardinals. He said he told him after year two, dog, I can't play in this offense. It's not built for me. And then he told him after year three, I got to go talk to them because I love you, but I can't play here.
0: Yeah, I totally get that. I mean, mean, that's that's Maytag repairman material being a wide receiver in Baltimore. (laughs) It just is. It is.
1: So let's look at Cincy. Cincy got some weapons. I will not lie to you. Higgins, Jamar, Chase, uh, I think they lost a tight end, but they got one back in the draft. And let's look at the quarterback. It's solid. But they lost some defensive pieces. They still got to worry about the secondary a little bit. CJ
0: Ozuma is more than a tight end. I mean, they lost a a football player. That guy guy was a big part of that offense. But they still have their wide receivers. They still have Chase. They have Higgins. They have Boyd. They got a no, running back. They still have that running back. Yes. And, and and it's 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 gonna be a good team, but they lost some pieces defensively in particular. And that's just the nature of AFC it North is. football. Is you're just not going to see a team start steamrolling the North. This not is the North. Not, this is not that division. It hasn't been that division since no. it was formed. No. And, and that's kind of my point here. Is that if the Steelers are in the club, yeah. Still. Yeah. If you accept that the Steelers are in that club of the three teams, I can't take the Browns seriously. Not yet. yeah, yes, yeah, uh, yeah. Um if they are, then what's what's the issue here? What's everyone so worried about? I mean, if you know why? Just Ben?
1: It's it's just Ben. It's been. And you know that that's been the biggest blanket cover in the city of Pittsburgh for a very long time. But guess what? You pick up and you move forward. And you also like I'll continually say this. You look at the pieces around that position. I I could probably name you 10 quarterbacks that would love to be implanted in that quarterback room as QB one or fighting for QB one and do damn good we've seen because uh, of what's around them because of what's around it dk and i'm not i don't i don't want to do the cheerleader thing when it comes down to the Steelers or try to paint you a picture of something that's not real but you look at that room or you look at that side of the uh, of the team the offense specifically because that's going to be the biggest question because you just lost the hall of fame piece we you you actually did so you look at the, the, the 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 that room why receivers dk how would you look at that room it's damn solid, right? It's really good. Let's look at the running back position. It's really solid. Let's look at the offensive line room. It's got to get competitive, and we got to figure out how those guys are going to be real pros. But the tight ends, you can't tell me you don't like them. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. The, you can't tell me you don't like the tight ends. The, I
0: love the tight ends, I, and I love the running back, and I, I I love the potential for the offensive line. They got yeah. They got to get together. Um, but the, the wide receivers, you know, we'll see, you know, and, and, and who's oh. the, and we'll see. I, I, I mean, I, I'm tired of the Deontay Johnson fade, meaning the, the late season fade. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of me that's just tired of chase Claypool in general, particularly the stumbling and the not going up to get the football, not okay. high pointing the ball. Uh, maybe it's a case of just seeing them too much. if yep. That makes sense. Okay, but then you know, you you know, you bring in a draft pick like George Pickens, and you know, if you bring, if you, he comes in and he's a playmaker, as we've talked about, that makes a very different dynamic. Uh, I just. I, I can't get past the Matt Canada part of this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just, I, I'm trying to find a way to just talk about the, the players root. and say that it's there. Th- this is why I'm hesitating here. It's just like, I, I hear you. I, you know, and that's football, very fair. Uh, it's, it's uh, I have no idea what in the hell this guy can do. Okay. You know
1: what? That's, that's very fair. I, I would hope this that if you, if he's not what you think he's going to be, that Coach Tomlin nicks that. I'm talking about fast. How, though? How? Well, he's done it before in a sense. Okay, well,
0: that's great. Who, who's the coordinator then? Mike Sullivan doesn't have play-calling experience. The head coach sure doesn't.
1: Well, it, it goes to the following year then, if that's the case. Okay, then, yeah. I think it's going to be – it should be foolproof. But we don't we, we we truly don't know when you bring him up I, when I answer that, I'm solely relying on what I think the players will or should do this year, minus being and now with Canada with no seasoned veteran to tell him what to do or he don't want to make him go outside of his box if he doesn't, I think we'll see a tail sign of well, now we go get our guy as far as an offensive coordinator goes, bottom line.
0: It's going to be a very good defense. I believe that. And it could be a good offense. And if you put those two things together, along with the AFC North, the Steelers are going to be right there. They just are. Are I don't know why that seems difficult to accept. It can't
1: all be on Matt Canada, right? You know what, DK? Now he's uh he's suspect number one.
0: Yeah, he he might be. When we come back, we're going to continue to an extent our conversation from yesterday about teddy bears. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show, and if you heard. Yesterday's episode, you'll know that we ended it with a great question from Stella asking about Ramon's own teddy bear-like behavior whenever he's off the field. And that that's going to carry on into another day here mm-hmm. because there's some good stuff that can be had in terms of personas on and off the field. Moan, was there ever a guy oh, my. who was one way, like, nasty and everything on the field but stayed that way off the
1: field i know the most obvious pick is probably james harrison but i'll be honest james is, is a funny obvious. person he's a very funny person man uh joy po- porter funny dude super chill super cool dude man um troy you know troy everybody knows troy when i say this next name dk you're going to be like yep Flozell Adams. Flozell Adams. Always in a bad mood. One year is what I did with him. Okay.
0: <laughs> Most everybody's gone right now. Like Woo! I haven't heard that name in like forever, right? Who would bring
1: up Flozell Adams? Because it's stuck with me, DK. That and one, there's one clip, man, and I got clowned for it in meetings because I thought I had a great teammate right next to me, man. (laughs) So we're blocking and it's me and Flozell playing beside each other, right? And I think I might've did something, tripped up and fell. I I was a young guy at the time. My second year in the league, hell, Flozell Adams just came from the Cowboys, walks like lurch. Big tall ass dude and I like, give him give him Am I being very descriptive? Am I all walks That's like merch? Ball head, big dude. I'm talking about my hands are big, but Flozell had like grab a basketball and circle the hand around like the basketball. Okay. That was him just painting the picture for you guys. But his one play in particular, and it was leap like they leap in the season. We were playing. I'm on the ground. <laughs> And I turned around, I spin around because I know Flo is there. Reach my hand up for him to help me up. He looks at me up and down and wave his hand off of me. And I was just like, I can't even get help up. And so here I am, a young guy with my hand to the sky like Flo, Zell, help me? Oh, up? no. And he walks off. But that was just him. Maybe I messed up on the player or something. I don't know what it was. But he was the exact same way off the field, though. Like Flozell come on the plane, have his food in his hand, just walk right away, everybody, and just wouldn't say nothing, man. Uh and but but this is the this is the part where you're involved at it, DK. Uh-oh. Off the field, <laughs> off the field in the locker room, we go out for our walkthroughs and then we have a break. Flozell used to take all this time for himself. Like like guys figured out the recipe. I can go to the back room to get away from the media. Flozell says, screw that. Nuh-uh. Uh, he went and go got like a yoga mat or a padded mat, laid it down in front of his locker, and took a nap before practice. That was his daily thing, and it'd be so hilarious. Like media types to come over there and tap Flozell. Flozell, can I get a minute? He look at him like, "Don't you see me sleeping?" It was the <laughs> <deep>. you, <laughs> you saw this six foot eight man just laid out in the middle of the practice. I mean, inside of the South Side locker room. Just didn't want any dealings with anybody, man. And lo and behold, we the ones that got them to the Super Bowl. We didn't yeah. win it, but I'm like, dog. And,
0: and there, there's, there's always going to be a couple uh, in in every room. Believe it or not, regardless of sport, uh, there's, yeah. there's just always a couple of guys who uh, maybe it, it, it's, it's kind of akin to those Hollywood actors who never leave character. You've heard about that.
1: Yeah, I've heard about Tupac was like that, I heard.
0: Yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis, when he played uh, Abraham Lincoln, stayed in Lincoln. Like, he would go to the grocery store like he was Lincoln. Oh, wow. Okay, like he would speak in that voice and that high-pitched voice that he used in the movie and everything, method actors. Yeah. Those guys, uh, yeah.
1: What about uh, Joker? Golly. Um,
0: Well, Heath Ledger, yeah. Heath Ledger. He didn't get out of it. No. Uh, uh, But there's... There's also people who just really are that way. They are. It's not, it's not, it's not that they're, they're trying to portray an image or whatever. Ah. I think to an extent, James Harrison was that. Okay. Yeah. I think to an extent, James Harrison wanted to be seen as maybe more of a personality badass than he actually was. And then I'm going to drop a name for you here that precedes you. But I, a lot of the fans who are watching this will appreciate it, and that would be Greg Lloyd. Greg Lloyd, uh, yeah. There was no one like Greg Lloyd off the field. Really? Uh, the persona never left he was the terror on the field and he was exactly Mm. that belligerent off the field with whether it's with reporters or whether it's with anyone else. And everyone just got the hell out of his way because they never knew what to expect. Um, and I'm not saying that with admiration, I don't think that's a great way to conduct yourself in life. (laughs) And I have to admit that not all that long ago, I saw an interview that Lloyd did, um, for the Steelers website. And, and he was civil,
1: charismatic.
0: And, and I would go that far, <laughs> 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 but he was civil. He was normal. And I remember watching it going, I watched some of it. I watched like about five, six minutes of it until I really couldn't stand it anymore because that felt like that was the phony part. Yeah. Do you yeah. follow me?
1: I, I do follow you. Um, so I, I, some
0: guys have to do it. Some guys have to do that. That, the 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 badass thing to try to yeah. whatever you know who I respect in this regard Who's was that only because I, I respect him in every regard and, and love him to death because I thought he was the perfect football badass in his own way was Vince Williams oh yeah does that make sense
1: yeah because, yeah because, it does
0: because Vinny could like Vinny could yeah do terrible things mm-hmm. on the field. And stuff where you'd go, like, I would cringe. Like, stuff that he did in, in La Trobe to these poor rookies. And they couldn't do anything back. What are nope. you going to do? Go shove him? He's a starting inside yeah, linebacker. Okay? Yeah. And he would do this. And it kind of felt like, really, Vince? But then you yeah. realize that it was all just part – for him, it was all just part it of was,
1: football. Man, it was. Yeah. I got to – Vince is another guest that's, that's, that's do up, too, because we both going to have to tell the story of how the hit happened in practice, man. It was uh Vince, like you said, played football one way. And we were um we were in practice and he was on scout team at the time. And Vinny just always got turned up, okay, by Jerry O in, 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 in uh practice. And he was just coming down here. All you gotta do on scout team is read the card and react when the ball snapped. And he was meeting me in the hole when I was pulling. I'm like, Vince, come on, man. Like, what you're doing is practice. I gotta play on Sunday. Like this ain't your special teams period right now. It's basically yeah, what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we, we met in the hole. And when I tell you it, we got an understanding that day, we're going to have to tell that. And I don't want to have it one-sided, okay? it's, it's So that's a you, nice little gonna team. We are going to have
0: Vince on for this one. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Is, this is not because there, there will be two sides to this particular yeah, tale. Because I don't
1: want him to be like, Mo, you lying. And I don't want to <laughs> be – because you know he
0: will. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he will. There's no doubt about that. When we come back, it's time for our Hey Moan segment. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's time for the best segment, the Hey Moan segment. And today's entry comes from Paul, who says, Hey Moan, love your insights and commentary. You've got to renegotiate with DK and get your show to be longer. I can see that you've got so much to say and so little time to say it. You're making my day there, Little Foster. P.S. I seriously want to party with you, dude. Just not sure if I could keep up at my age. Moan's not the party type. Are you the party type?
1: I've gone into dad mode, man, but Yeah, yeah you're you're
0: you're, you're <laughs> yeah. dad foster.
1: Uh, uh but yeah, I'm itching to get my boys uh not my boys, my homeboys to go to make a Vegas trip, man. Every summer me and my brothers, it's uh, 6 of us I used to take like trips to Atlanta, to Vegas, and stuff like that and kick it, Uh, especially during the summers before camp kicked off. But I hadn't actually just went out like that in a while, simply because why, DK? I got travel baseball going on right now. Travel baseball. He's dad to foster.
0: He has no time for your partying in Vegas and finding places to go with Pounce and Gil and all his guys.
1: But you know what's crazy? Every Uh single one of my guys that I play with, are in dad mode right they now. They
0: sure are.
1: Marquise is the biggest gush when it comes down to being a dad right now. Al is <laughs> the biggest uh, the Castro gush. is Gil is Beecham is. I'm like, dog, we really out here. We're dadding this thing up right now, huh? <laughs> uh, so on the on the on the brink of Mother's Day weekend, dads, do do that this weekend, okay? Go out, take the kids out of the house. You know what I did also the other day? I went and got my efficient license, man. Because you you want to know why? Also, of course you do. Course. Um, I, I'm a, I'm am I'm a sports dad. I'm a I'm a I'm a dad that played it. Now my kids are into it. We're doing travel baseball all the time. And I said to myself, I was like, "What memories are we gonna have other than being at parks all day?" And mm-hmm. I was like, "What can I give to them so that they got something from me that they can pass on to do with their sons, daughters, whatever?" I was like, "We need to go do something besides sports." Let's go fishing. I fished before and their uncle here, my brother-in-law is taking them, you know, on fishing trips. I'm like, well, I always viewed that as my away time. I was like, well, no, let me go take them fishing too. And that's something that I want to be able to do with them and pass on to where anytime we go somewhere with dad, me, um, I don't want it to just be sports because we see guys in the game now do things that are Outside of the game, you're like, well, no, we don't just play sports and lift and watch film all day. We go do stuff. And I got to be able to, especially as demanding as youth sports are these days, there needs to be a release for those kids, too. And I, I was becoming a uh, suspect of doing too much sports stuff. No, nah,
0: that makes sense. But here's the problem is that we're, we're ducking Paul's main question. He he wants the show to be longer and let me address this part go of ahead, it go ahead go ahead because this is this is you're heading into my territory now. Uh, we try to keep the Ramon Foster show to a certain length so that it works with people's commutes yeah. or their dog walks or their bike rides or their workouts. We hear a lot of that. They listen to the show while they're working out. Yeah whatever it is. first of all, thank you. Secondly, um, we're glad that it works. Now we also hear from people like Paul. Some of them, and this is awesome. Some of them angrily, like, "Why no. are you make it so short?" You're <laughs> well. There's a reason for everything. Also, when you make a commitment to go daily, the way we did yeah you know let's hey, let's make sure we got time okay we got sure. lots of time to, we, we do that how many times Mona ends almost every segment by saying oh man we could have kept that one going for dah, 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 yeah. dah, so long he does this all the time and and fine so what we do is like the what we did today which is all right yeah. the teddy bears thing all right well let's 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 take it into tomorrow. Yeah. But you need to build up some suspense, you know? It's like those old two-part Batmans where you yeah. would just you get to the end of the show and it was like, tomorrow same bat time or whatever.
1: <laughs> exactly, man. You don't want too much of it all the time because then you get bored. And um, we don't want that, although we feel like it's exciting. By the way, also, I like to say this to at the end of Hey Mom, for the guys you've met in person as far as the attitude, who's been the same attitude on and off the field that you've met or who's been pleasant I think that's a good that's a good comment right there DK. uh you know who I who I like
0: to think of in this regard who is Brett Kiesel. Oh Niner because because here's why Brett Kiesel off the field and that fun persona and everything else can feel like it's forced or phony when you first encounter it. Like there's no way somebody's that that kind of a character with the beard and the, yeah. and the eyes <laughs> and the other stuff that he does and everything else. And then you realize, wait a second, that's just actually him. That's him. That he, uh, didn't, he didn't change. And when he's on the field and he's going after the quarterback and he gets it he does the big bow and arrow toward yeah. the to Heinz field scoreboard <laughs> and everything, you're going, I could see him doing that in the locker room. Does that make sense? So there are characters great personalities in football that just happen to be great personalities. They're not flipping switches or whatever. But I'd say Kiesel would be mine. That's just, you know, coming off the top of my head
1: off top. uh, Another one is uh, Heath Miller.
0: Okay, well, that's cheating. No, <laughs> because mean, it's the same, era. the same
1: Yeah, but he's just doing this all but, the time. <laughs> I've seen, Keith, I've seen Heath just fall out laughing and having a great time too. But in public, like he's the same like guy. He like he's, he's calming he's. to be around. Like that's the reason I call him the Godfather. <laughs> He's the godfather, man.
0: Good stuff. Moan, have a good weekend. Everybody who watches this, have a good weekend.
1: And to the mothers, happy Mother's Day to the dads. Make sure mom has an amazing Mother's Day. Wives also, okay? Don't just do mom. Do both of